Guten Tag, mein Freund. It's Big Dog Deutsch Talk with Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. Jordan, how's it going? Big Dog Ball Talk. It's, uh, I didn't want to trick you, man. I didn't have you. We didn't actually just transport into Dusseldorf, brother. Well, I'm getting the full experience with your uh, mustache face here. I, I wish other people could see it. Um, What'd you give it? One yeah. out of ten. Honest opinion. I mean, for growth, it's like a point five. Uh, oh, come on. Overall, it's not bad. It, it, it's better than I've seen from you, but it's still on the low end of what oh, I consider okay. good. But give me some time. Um, for for how it kind of changes your look, like negative negative eight, maybe. Man, I look good. I mean, no, I kind of look like okay. Well, I I think if I could kind of clean it up a little bit, if I threw on like a police officer costume, I think I could be oh, like an eighties. Then you would. I would be scared. I would be or, scared of you. Or maybe like one of those like a, a little polo that I could tie around my uh, my shoulders. I could kind of look like a like a like a Selleck kind of guy, like a rich boy at the uh, at the the, the boat house. We're talking about you're naval, Tom Selleck, naval you're, stuff. You're saying you're saying you're Tom Selleck. Yeah, pretty close. All right. Like I mean, okay. again, we we're saying that you just need the length the mustache and then yeah tom Selleck <laughs> in the flesh yeah nice that's always I'm, been my, that's always been my comparison for acting well, just, as well just so you know i'm growing the beard out and i'm gonna i'm mm. gonna consolidate down just to the mustache soon but not yet it's because you're taking your work home with you man you're going home you're thinking sheep you're thinking wool and you're like my face looks yeah. too bare i need to i need to get some uh well the, the two, curls are here the two guys i work with have one of them being my cousin has have huge beards like massive and my cousin has a red beard like nice. like red cool. hair and i always wondered if i grew mine out to the right length if it would get red because all my family has red yeah facial I, hair, not I had a hair. little bit of red facial hair it doesn't always come out but i've, I've seen it it's it, yeah it's, it's i got this. little splatterings here so maybe i'll maybe i'll just let this go i, I don't know we'll see hey. Let it gets itchy go, then. Screw it. What do we? What do we need to do? It's like we're sheep farmers. We don't need to figure right. out. Well, you're a sheep farmer. I'm. Uh, I'm doing my own thing. Uh, <laughs> so that's not important. Uh, but what is important is everyone's here tuning into another classic episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, we're happy you guys are here. Uh, a lot to talk about. Obviously, since our last episode, uh, we're going to be talking with some of the hottest teams in the league uh, with the longest win streaks, as well as uh, one team that again. This, I guess, isn't really part of the curse. It's more of a curse for me and Jordan because, you know, it messes with our plans. Uh, but, you know, just to give you a sneak peek, we were going to talk about how the Atlanta Hawks were on a six-game losing streak. Uh, and, then of course, right before we record, they uh, they defeated the Milwaukee Bucks pretty handily. So, uh, you know, good for the good for the Hawks, I guess. But, uh, yeah, still kind of a curse because, you know, whatever we want to talk about somebody that seems like uh, the opposite thing that we want to happen happens. Uh, yep. And then, of course, it's Monday. So we're going to be breaking down some trivia this time. Jordan's going to be on the hot seat. Let's see if he can, uh, he cannot put up a goose egg this time. I, I, he didn't like all my NBA media related questions last time. So I'm giving him, no, uh, was... I'm giving him straight basketball facts. Nothing, uh, nothing that you shouldn't know. Perfect. Yeah. I'm not going to say, I'm going to let my performance uh, in trivia do the talking. I'm not going to say anything now. You just wait, Matt. Hey, well, no, let's yeah, get into it. I want to, I want to push through all this other stuff just so we can get to the, to, to the trivia. I can try to embarrass yeah. you again. And yeah. uh, let's start with uh, a team that's, they're on a seven-game winning streak, uh, and that is in the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the Clippers, again, they all started slow, one and three. Not a lot of expectations. People were kind of wondering, you know, how they were going to be without Kawhi. Uh, and, you know, I, I said on this podcast, I thought that they were, you know, they're going to be floating around the eighth or ninth seed. But 
you know, they, they really seem to put it together. Again, you you said before, you know, really grizzled uh, veteran core. So they, they yeah. play very well together and they know how to, you know, kick it into high gear. Uh, but again, I mean, Paul George has also been playing on, a, on a, an exceptionally elite level. So, I mean, what are your takeaways from this uh, big win streak so far for the Clippers? Yeah, they've just really been uh, gelling at the right time. They, they did have that rough start. And just so you know, it, it, the game in progress right now, the Clippers are playing actually against the Bulls. The Bulls are up 36-28. It's early in the second, though, so lots of time to go. So we'll see how they do uh, as you're listening to this uh, listener uh, Monday morning. You'll, you'll see if they've kept the winning streak alive or not. But uh, I, I think the Clippers, kind of like uh, like I was saying uh, when we when we previewed them, I, I really liked how they've trimmed the fat. Like I love that Patrick Beverly's gone. His shenanigans are gone. Uh, the, uh, you know, the guys on this, this roster right now, you know, without Kawhi Leonard, Paul George is the, uh, the focal point, obviously and we'll get to him, but I like how everyone is kind of complimenting him uh, because it, it started off kind of rough the beginning of the season. We weren't sure if they had enough firepower, but they're, kind of going to what they know works like they did in the playoffs against good teams like Utah, like playing small a lot of the time, uh, lots of shooting, lots of kind of like a balanced attack um, with, uh, you know, I, I was looking, they've got like six players, six different players averaging about 10 points, which is crazy. Like they've got all these guys who, uh, you know, you never know where it's going to come from. You obviously have Paul George, the, the main kind of center point. And then you've got, you know, you've got Bledsoe tripping in, you got, um, you got Reggie Jackson and you got Terrence Mann and, and even Nick Batum and all these guys have kind of raised their level of play during this win streak. And it makes it really hard to game plan against Ty Lue is already a fantastic coach, no matter what, but when you've got kind of this, yeah, very balanced egalitarian offense surrounding a guy like Paul George, who can get his own shot and win you close games, uh, you're going to be dangerous. And not to mention, uh, you know, when you go small like that, you can't always do it, but I think these guys, like the the Clippers have enough two-way players uh, to make it work on defense as well. So they're doing a hell of a job. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, again, I I, I think you kind of put it nicely there. You know, uh, it it was a big word egalitarian. I hope I'm uh, pronouncing that right. Uh, You know, uh, I'm not a politics guy. Uh, That's that's not bring politics into this legal, Uh, (laughs) but, but I think you did put it nicely there. Uh, Cause again, I I don't think there's a, as much as these are proven names, big name players, veterans in the league, as I was saying earlier, I don't think there's a lot of egos right now. I think everybody kind of knows their role and they're fitting into it. They're playing to what's going to be successful for the team, Uh, which is again, not always a given when you have a lot of the, you know, personalities on a team like this. Uh, So it's definitely refreshing to see. Hopefully the Clippers are going to be able to keep this together. Cause again, uh, you know, we'll get into this now. I mean, uh, cause Paul George, he he's, He's obviously he's had his times with fatigue. He's had his times with injury and he's looking amazing right now and possibly, you know, should be in there for the, you know, top three, probably in the MVP talks. Uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's been amazing. And that, uh, just a little bit of foreshadowing, you know, he's leading the team. You had mentioned the stat before it's still, uh, still true to this day. Now, uh, you know, he's leading the team in points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game and steals per game right now. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's doing historic, uh, historic things for his club. Uh, it, it's just going to, you know, how long can he keep doing this? And, you know, uh, will he be able to, you know, keep it up at least until Kawhi comes back? Because, you know, he's even when Kawhi comes back, that first couple of games to knock the rust off, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough because, you know, cyborgs and robots like LeBron, or Le- like yeah. LeBron. I mean, LeBron's kind of a cyborg too, but it's uh, like Kawhi, yeah. uh, you know, the, it takes a while for the rust to get knocked off. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I mean, uh, how do you, how do you feel about, you know, the Paul George MVP case? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he definitely wasn't in the conversation earlier in the season uh, when we 
thought the Clippers were going to be kind of a subpar team record wise, but uh, you know, this winning streak, uh, you know, which has propelled the Clippers up in the standings, like Paul George, you know, equally has propelled himself into the conversation because obviously MVP, you've got, you're going to have a lot of guys who put up good stats, but aren't on winning teams. So if the Clippers are going to be, you know, in solidly in the playoff uh, mix in the West all year long. Uh, there's no reason Paul George, uh, if he keeps up this level of play, can't be at that MVP table because, yeah, like you said, if you if you lead your team in points, rebounds, and assists, he's also shooting 37% on threes, uh, which is really good for the for the volume. He's taking like eight and a half threes per game, um, and just yeah, shooting the ball incredibly well, really efficient uh, overall, even from two as well, and. Uh, uh, shooting over 50% from two. Um, and, you know, that's exactly the the type of player you want uh, to lead your team. Like you're, you're the main fulcrum of your offense, like a guy who can score from all different levels. And you mentioned it too. He's a hell of a defender too, leading the league yeah. in steals. He gets up, you know, he gets deflections. He gets out on the break. And um, so a hundred percent, he deserves to be there. Uh, I don't know, you know, how long he can, he can keep it up. It'll his sort of uh, MVP, uh, the, the conversation around him winning MVP will be directly uh, linked to how much the Clippers can win. I think more so than, you know, other players uh, and other situations, even just because, um, you know, uh, he, he can be really good, but I, I don't think if the Clippers are sort of a mediocre or subpar team, he'll, he'll really get that love. But um, yet yeah, right now the Clippers are definitely, uh, you know, exceeding expectations, especially without Kawhi. And they're doing all this uh, without, Serge Ibaka, which uh, I thought would be like a really, if he was mm. able to come back this year, it'd be a really, really good addition. And I think he still can. Um, when he has played recently, he's not really looked like himself and he's clearly just kind of taking, taking a while to get back to, uh, you know, get into game shape and, and back to, to his old ways. He, he is kind of getting up there in age. So that could be playing a factor too. But if, if he can come back, uh, you know, even, you know, put Kawhi to the side for now, like Kawhi obviously changes the the landscape for this team too, but getting Serge Ibaka in there, even with this current group, like he is such a great, uh, you know, at this point in his career, uh, he's, he's a five uh, or a, a, kind of like a small ball five, but he's yeah, not really yeah. small because <laughs> he, you know, under Dwayne Casey and all those years before he was, he was being um, run out at the four most of the time, but, you know, Nick nurse uh, kind of figured out uh, him at the five is, is probably his most dangerous position. Cause you know, he can shoot it, he can defend. So I think he would really help these, these guys out, but um, yeah, I'm just overall impressed with Paul George and the rest of the Clippers, like a, a Reggie Jackson uh, scoring 18 points per game uh, is, is not obviously the level he was at, you know, when he went bonkers in the playoffs against, against Utah, um, and pretty much every series actually last year, but, uh, but it's better than like we expected from him a couple years ago. Like this is, I never really would have imagined Reggie Jackson being an 18, almost yeah, 20 sure. per game scorer on a good team. Again, I, I didn't think it was possible. So, you know, good for him. And, uh, you know, despite the Clippers take, you know, getting rid of all of their future picks and all of their, you know, the outlook down the line to, to get the, the superstars like yeah, Paul George yeah. and Kawhi Leonard, they still have, um, some young guys like Terrence Mann uh, kind of started off slow. He's not having the best, you know, season of his career, obviously very young career, but um, you know, he didn't take the huge leap that some people were expecting, but he's still been pretty solid and, and is helping them win. And uh, yeah, but Paul George is definitely there at the MVP table for sure. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think it'll definitely just depend on how well the Clippers can do as a team. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think that, again, we were talking about these older teams. I mean, uh, you know, health is always going to be a big concern for them. 
and uh, and with Paul George, I mean, yeah, we've seen him get close. I believe he finished third uh, a few years ago. I think it was yeah, the- yeah, the OKC year. Uh, yeah, like so he's been at this MVP level before, and you know, since he's been on the Clippers, I mean, when you look at where this whole experiment started, that first playoff run, uh, the pandemic P, I mean, that was. To see him get to this level now, I think that you know that that one playoff run really discredited him a lot, and yeah. you know really made a lot of uh, you know the casual fans, uh, you know, just once they saw him, you know, the he would always have that those images attached to him. And to be fair, that was a horrific, horrible, horrible yeah. run. Side uh, of the backboard. Yeah, he he like it was definitely a deserved nickname, but uh, you know when when we get it really down to the brass tacks of it all, uh, you know, he is like one of the top talents in the NBA, uh, especially yeah. as a two-way player. I mean, his defense is so huge for this team. And again, he's a, as a leader on both ends, he really gets it done uh, yeah. no matter where he is on the floor. Uh, again, like I, I don't have the stat up right now, but I, I would care to guess that, you know, the net rating of the Clippers is a lot, lot worse when he's off the floor, kind of like a Lakers yeah. LeBron situation. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you got to give all like pretty much all the credit to them, but again, yeah, Ty Lue has really been uh, doing as well uh, as the head coach there. Uh, you know, especially when people, you know, kind of were saying, you know, so, uh, when he was in Cleveland, you know, LeBron pretty much just took the clipboard and wrote past the ball to me. And I mean, yeah. you can say that about a lot of LeBron coaches because that's kind of what he demands, but uh, it's been nice to see him, you know, really move up and, you know, prove himself and uh, cement himself as a, as a, style, a solid head coach there in uh, Los Angeles. And I think it's a yeah. good fit for them. Uh, and again, you know, with the Lakers not doing so well, it gives uh, maybe some of these people some wiggle room uh, in Staples, you know, just uh, slide off the purple and gold and uh, throw on the, the red, white, and blue. Uh, I'd be doing that right now, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's definitely probably a little bit less dramatic. And I mean, uh, if you can play this well without, uh, again, one of a, a debatably uh, top five player uh, yeah. on, on, in your lineup, I mean, you know, yeah, once Kawhi comes back, you know, this, this could be a scary team. And maybe, yeah, this will finally be... Uh, the year that we see a little bit more return for the, the, the massive, the, the massive assets that were given up uh, to, you know, get Paul George and Kawhi. Uh, yeah. And like, I, I really, uh, I, I'm just, just looking at their basketball reference page right now. They're, they're third uh, in defensive rating. Yeah. Uh, so like they're uh, doing a hell of a job defending. And if you have like a guy like Paul George playing at an MVP level, he really kind of the attention, the points he scores, plus the attention that uh, other defenses have to give him that open up opportunities for other guys. All you really need when you have a player of that, you know, that, that talented of a player on offense is to have, uh, you know, as good of a defense as you can. So, you know, third best in the league, that's great. That That's they're, they're doing everything they can to, to be successful. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, moving on to uh, an even hotter team and a team that, you know, their win streak's not in jeopardy as of recording this. They already got the dub tonight. Uh, Jordan's uh, NBA champion pick from before the season mm-hmm. started. Uh, the Phoenix Suns finally starting to click again. They're looking like that team that uh, that was in the, you know just a couple games away from winning an NBA championship last season. Uh, you know, eight games, definitely nothing to scoff at right now. Uh, we kind of all looked at them, all, all of us as in Flegel. Uh, but I, I mean, I, in, in large, the NBA universe, we've uh, we've all been kind of looking at the the Suns as a team that could definitely make another run back to the finals and maybe this time get the the chip off their shoulder and uh, finally get that elusive NBA championship. Uh, But, you know, I I think that, again, this has been a quiet eight-game winning streak. I think that even the the Clippers is quiet, but I I feel like Bolton, neither of these are really getting a ton of talk right now, and I'm not really sure why because, again, I mean, the Suns play an exciting form of basketball. So, I mean, why aren't people, you know, really buying into the Suns? Are they just used to the – them winning in that kind of same fashion and maybe that's why it's not hitting so hard i think so maybe yeah and also 
you know, there's a lot of other storylines going on right now, <laughs> like the Lakers, uh, you know, the, the drama that is the Lakers every night and, uh, you know, the Nets and everyone else. So I, I they definitely have been kind of flying under the radar. Um, and, you know, to be honest, they're kind of an under the radar team, even though Devin Booker, Booker is like a, a star in this league. And, you know, Chris Paul is uh, someone people like to watch. They've just kind of got a lot of guys that keep their heads down and just, you know, work hard and uh you know even you can see it in the personality of like someone like monty williams their coach just a guy who um you know isn't isn't out there you know making crazy quotes to the media or anything or like anything that really draws attention he just kind of goes out there and he and he wins more often than not and uh you know we we were all worried about the suns uh when they started one and three because they didn't really look like themselves they were a team last year that i thought just looked as much as any other team, like they looked like they were having fun because uh, they, they really knew how to move the ball on offense. They knew how to, you know, you know, share the love and play sure. really good defense as well. Um, and it didn't look like they had that to start the season, but they've, yeah, slowly, you know, on an eight game winning streak here, they're, they're, they're doing well. They're getting contributions from guys. You wouldn't even expect Frank, the tank 31 and seven versus Portland. The other game, Frank, Wisconsin boy. Uh, what a, what a, what a game, um, which is, which is big for them. Cause they still uh, are playing without Saric, uh, who I think would, uh, you know, have a, a pretty, pretty big role on this team, especially because I, I think pretty well, all of Frank's minutes would be going to, to Dario. And that's kind of how yeah. it was last year until he you know, got injured. I think that was only game one of the yeah, yeah. finals, unfortunately. And again, he was having such a great time, uh, with Phoenix. So yeah, but I, I think it's nice though, because when you insert Dario in there, instead of Frank, it's kind of a similar guy, right? They're not going to be, they kind of play the same game. So uh, that, that's definitely a plus, I think, you know, having uh, Frank as the backup, but yeah, you're completely right. Frank's really been, he's been balling out uh, and helping this team out a ton. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, there was, it, it, obviously there was more to the one and three start too. Like there was the whole uh, thing with Robert Sarver and the, that story hanging over the sun's head. And then the Deandre Ayton or uh, Deandre Ayton, I should say, um, uh, you know, contract situation yeah. that was maybe going to, you know, uh, kind of hurt the morale of the team or whatever. And, and all these kind of outside things. So, you know, when you look at it, look at it from that perspective, you're you kind of, you know, you can forgive the the slow start or like kind of the sluggishness, yeah. not to mention someone like Devin Booker who played all the way to the, you know, through the NBA finals. And then most of the summer uh, we, we had talked about it before. Fatigue is probably a, a factor for the whole team and, and Booker in particular, but um, they're really showing, what they can do, uh, you know, through this winning streak and why they made the finals last year. They're another team. I'm, I'm kind of uh, sensing a bit of a, uh, a theme here, but a team that kind of has a balanced attack on offense outside of their one, you know, main start. Like everyone knows Devin Booker's going to get the, the lion's share of the shots and the points, but you got Mikhail Bridges averaging just under 15 per game. Chris Paul's down um, in terms of what, you know, he normally averages in a season around 14, but, you know, for his age, that's kind of what you'd expect. DeAndre Ayton's at 14, Frank the Tank's at 13 per game uh, at this point, and, and Campaign still coming in off the bench uh, with 10. Uh, and then, you know, you've still got guys like Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson uh, and Landry Shamit who are going to hit shots for you, uh, and you can kind of cycle in when you need them. Um, and even someone like JaVale McGee was a great pickup for them because uh, DeAndre Ayton haven't, hasn't really had a true uh, backup center, uh, you know, as much as uh, Saric, uh, and, and even someone like Frank, the tank, who's got the height, uh, those guys kind of, you know, struggle on defense. And, uh, in the case of Sarge don't have, you know, traditional, uh, the, the traditional height of a center, but JaVale mm -hmm. McGee, uh, has slid in there and done really nicely. 
Um, and even someone like Alfred, Alfred Payton, uh, who's there uh, playing now, who's uh, obviously with the Knicks last year, um, you know, and I think in the right role can, can help you out. He can kind of do a little bit of everything as a, as a point guard, defend a little bit. And uh, no, I, I think the Suns uh, are, are still have room to get better too, uh, which sure. is why I'm still so high on them. Like I think, uh, you know, Devin Booker can, can add some, some, you know, quite a few, points to his point total here like 22 per game is is fairly low for him considering uh, how good of a scorer we know he is um and i think these guys are just going to continue to gel like another year together and uh i especially like the the fact that they're able to play this well and and you know can get a good uh seed come playoff time even without relying on chris paul too much uh during the regular season because you obviously want a guy like him as fresh as possible uh yeah, during the playoffs yeah. because he can't afford to you know play heavy minutes all through a regular season yeah. uh, and, and then, you know, help you as much as you want him to in the playoffs. So, you know, right now he's uh, third in, in minutes behind Bridges and, and Booker right now um, in minutes per game. And I would like to see that come down. He's right around 32 per minute. So, you know, I'd like to see that maybe high twenties uh, as the season goes on. I think they can afford to do that if they get a little cushion, get some wins here. So uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Suns. They're making me look smart for sure. Well, uh, I, again, I, th- I think it's funny, you know, you, one of the guys you had mentioned, you know, as one of these secret recipes again, yeah, it has been a very, uh, you know, they've been, sh- they've been, uh, they've been sharing the sugar pretty well right yeah. now. I mean, uh, nobody's too sweet. Uh, obviously Devin Booker, you know, uh, being the bit of a, the sweeter man out of it all, yeah. but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the sons are, are definitely, you know, they're mesh. They've always meshed well, uh, with Chris Paul kind of running the helm, but, uh, you know, the thing I wanted to touch on, obviously, you know, uh, he's been out, uh, DeAndre Ayton. You know, he was pretty upset. You know, he didn't get paid last year, uh, this past offseason, rather. Uh, but the guy who did get a lot of money from the Suns uh, and a lot of faith was Landy Shamit, a guy who, again, coming in wasn't really, uh, you know, too proven. He's only averaging about seven points per game right now. But he's been hitting a lot of big shots, and he's been chipping in a lot of uh, effective team defense. So, I mean, I, I, I know the Suns are definitely happy with him. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a low radar, uh, I would say, low radar impact player. Uh, yeah. he's, he's, he's really been providing a lot of a spark off the bench for these guys. Uh, again, when they're down in a game, uh, you know, he adds a lot to, you know, be able to help them fight back and get into those games. Uh, and again, another guy like Abdel Nader, who's just been, you know, uh, yeah. a guy who came in kind of out of nowhere in the playoffs last year, I believe he, he might've been a second round pick, but he might've also been undrafted. I can't quite remember. Uh, but again, someone who came from, you know, a lot of humble beginnings yeah. and, uh, you know, it's starting to kind of show, you know, they're, they're nothing, uh, they, you know, he's, he's not like, he's going to be a superstar one day or anything. Yeah. Uh, he's athletic. He plays good defense and he can chip in and get around the rim. So, I mean, uh, if they can, you know, keep developing a guy like that, just be a good gritty and grindy guy off the bench for them. Uh, I think that they're going to be really happy with that. Uh, and again, yeah, a guy like JaVale McGee has been so, so good for them. Uh, someone who, you know, they, they went after and they, they made an effort to get uh, yep. in an off season because, you know, they saw how much, uh, how much determination. And again, like those runs with, uh, with, with the Warriors and the Lakers, I think really turned around his career uh, yep. you know, into being a champion. So it's funny to say now, looking back, uh, I don't know his Shackton fool, uh, you know, lore. Now we're looking at him as a leader and, you know, possibly just a, a good locker room presence, not somebody who's going to be hindering you on the court. Um, no. Again. Yeah. The sun's looking totally put together. They somewhat remind me when, uh, you know, of those early Spurs days, uh, you know, these, these, the, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they're still not quite on that level, but the same way they like to move the ball around, you know, Monty, no. he, he kind of has a lot of pop uh, in his game plan. I feel Yeah. Uh, and it's exciting basketball. And, you know, when the suns are good, uh, yeah, the orange and the purple's popping. 
Uh, I don't think that uh, there's a lot of people that the are. Suns Gorilla, let's go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the Suns Gorilla, one of the best mascots ever. Got to show some respect to that uh, that guy or girl, whoever's in that uh, suit. I, I'm not really sure. Um, so we can say we can say they. Let's, let's not offend the gorilla. Sure. Uh, yeah. but yeah, they, it, it's, it, they've had, they've had a great run so far. And, uh, uh, you know, Jordan, another team that, you know, uh, this is one that I really wanted to talk about because I just feel like not many teams, uh, or not many people are giving this team a lot of play. And, uh, that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. yeah, Jordan, the Cavs, I'm falling in love with them. Uh, this is the first time I think I can look at them and actually see a, a competent basketball team since LeBron James was there. Uh, you know, my boy, Kevin Love, who I said, you know, they need to give him his flowers. He's uh, his, he's on a good team. It makes me a little bit more happy <laughs> to know that he's still there and he's able to, you know, he's playing pretty well, actually. Uh, on top of that, I'm, I'm, I've been happy to see. Uh, obviously, not to quite the level he used to be, but, you know, solid enough for now. Uh, yeah. But again, uh, a, a big part of this is, you know, Evan Mobley is looking like another young star. I mean, this draft class is already looking promising. Uh, we're very happy about it. And another one of your picks, you know, we're, uh, we're really giving you a day to, you know, puff your chest, show off your frills, but uh, your rookie of the year pick, uh, you know, yeah. I, I thought was a great pick as well though. Uh, but yeah, Evan Mobley has been fantastic. Uh, Ricky Rubio has been a really good job facilitating and leading for this team. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, everything's kind of going right for the Cavs right now. They're playing exciting. They're fast and they, they, you know, they kind of do it on both ends. I mean, uh, so far from you seeing the Cavs, Jordan, like what are your impressions? Well, big time uh, watching Evan Mobley and uh, loving what I'm seeing. He, he's been probably like um, in terms of impact on both ends, like their most important player, which is crazy because he's a rookie. Like the, the way that he can play off of Jared Allen uh, offensively, he is such a good passer for a guy his size. Uh, like he, he knows how to, you know, make, make the right reads. He can pass out of the high post. Uh, you can pass like down low with Allen, like in tight spaces um, and just really understands, you know, how to, you know, get other guys, the ball, um, you know, in, in the right places, obviously, you know, playmaking is not going to be his primary responsibility, but um, you know, a guy who's averaging uh, about 16 points per game and uh, you know, rebounding the ball really well. And a guy who can be such a difference maker defensively, especially when he fills out a little bit, like right now, uh, him and Jared Allen are a, an incredibly tough like duo to score against uh, inside. They're they're doing yeah, so well. Um, they're the twin they're, towers, right? Yeah, and and you know we we we've been kind of going away from size like that, uh, leaning more towards skill. But uh, another like like we said, it's not necessarily that you'd rather have a short guy. You just want the more skilled guy. And Evan Mobley's um, someone who, even with his incredible size, is just so skilled and can do so much. And, you know, the, the Cavs are ranked, they have the sixth ranked defense uh, and they've got, uh, a, you know, a winning record nine and five here, even though their, their offense is only 20th. Uh, so, you know, their, their defense is really what's, what's holding them in these games. And then, you know, they, they've got guys like, like Garland and Rubio who can break you down off the dribble um, and kind of get everyone else involved. And they're playing Lori Markinen at the three, they're playing a seven footer at the freaking three and it's working for them. Like he, he's kind of thriving there. Um, you know, he's not uh, averaging a crazy amount of points. He's hovering around 13 points per game, but um, yeah, he's, he, he's missed a bit of time too from, uh, from injury. So we're not sure yeah. you know, how much consistent that that would have been, but yeah, I mean, yeah, a seven foot center. And like, it's not like a Kevin Durant seven foot, uh, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> forward uh, that's like kind of a center as well. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Laurie Markin in there, I did, I thought that was going to be a complete failure. 
But yeah, somehow it's working. Somehow they're just like, hey, what if we just beat the hell out of people in the paint? But oh yeah, uh, all these guys can shoot threes. I mean, with the exception of Jared Allen, but I mean, he's kind of like the biggest dog down low. So it doesn't oh, he's, matter if he can't he's shoot it. So, so well, yeah. It's it, it, they're they're a really weird team, and that's again why like I wasn't very big on them coming into the year. But man, yeah, they are blowing out expectations right now. Again, seven and three in their last ten. Uh, so you know they they came out from you know a, a tough start, but you know I think they've got about five or six players uh, that are over uh, ten points per game is nice to see nobody over 20 uh so you know there, there hasn't really been like a dominant force uh no one's even over 17 no and that's it's, it's crazy because it again yeah like last year colin sexton you know he was putting up a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of buckets but i mean now yep. i think you know with all the rumors and the unhappiness and no for a while now this, i think that maybe you know he thought he was like you know what uh, maybe i should uh, you know really buy into sex land and I should just, you know, really commit and we can try and uh, make this work and, uh, you know, put the team before his, his individual stats. And, you know, who knows, maybe this can end up leading to this whole experiment working out. And, you know, we kind of talked about that they really should be trading Sexton uh, or I guess Garland, but, you know, it was likely to see that uh, Sexton be the guy moved on, but uh, yeah. I don't think that they really need to do that anymore. If they can make this work where they have like two, six, one guys and then three, seven footers, then I mean, yeah. that's that's see it. I, I'm I'm all for the weirdness, man. I love it when they try out these weird lineups, and uh, yeah, if it's gonna keep working, I want to see more of it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, he, he he Sexton has a torn meniscus, so he's gonna be out for a while, and we'll see how these guys are doing. Like the uh, backcourt of Rubio and Garland uh, yep. is doing incredibly well, uh, and you know, better than whenever when when Sexton was on the floor. And you know, I like Colin Sexton. I, I like what he brings to the table, but uh, you know, I, and I wasn't sure before this year, what Garland himself brought to the table, but I am loving what I'm seeing from Darius Garland. I already like him more as a player than Colin Sexton, just from what I've seen this year, he can get to the rim uh, so effortlessly. It seems for a guy his, his size, he really like slithers in there. Uh, he's averaging seven assists per game. He's leading the team in that department. He can set other guys up. That's kind of what sets him apart. I think um, from someone like Sexton who, is only averaging two assists per game. Like he really just is a guy who kind of like uh, Mr. Wiggins, uh, who, who just, just wants to go get buckets. Uh, when he's yeah, there. And uh, um, so, uh, you know, as much as I think it could work, I kind of would be uh, looking around and seeing uh, who would be interested in, in taking Sexton and what I could get back for him because you do have, and I think we mentioned this before you have Okoro who I think uh, would do, like really, really well, like a Garland Okoro backcourt going forward because uh, they're kind of on the same timeline age-wise. And then you've got Mobley up there um, and even Allen, who's younger than I think most people realize. Um, it, you yeah, know, we'll see how long the well, – yeah, we'll, we'll see how long the Markkinen, uh, Mobley, and Allen thing can work because at a certain point – you, you're you're kind of saying to yourself like you know one of these guys is suffering a little bit too much you know not to mention Kevin Love still still sitting yeah. there um, but uh, I, I think the Cavs are in a situation now where they're kind of I, I think they're surprising themselves a little bit even like you know with Garland uh, and Mobley specifically playing so well this year like I think I think if I was uh, their uh, you know front office I would be kind of looking around uh because i've i've got tradable guys like sexton and love are two of the most you know two of the guys most uh, often in trade talks uh when you look around the league and i would be looking to you know maybe not this year maybe you just ride out this year and, and you know see 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 what you've got here but uh, as soon as next year kind of trying to improve this team even more and you know seeing seeing what the, these guys can do because i just love their their young nucleus like very sneakily i, I love their young, young nucleus of uh mobley yeah. garland and okoro 
Um, and, you know, whether Sexton's there or not, um, you know, I, I, I'm, like I said, not that big on him, but, you know, he, he could be a part of it too. Um, and uh, no, I mean, my biggest takeaway though, for sure is, is Evan Mobley. He's been incredible. He's been so well, this, is, this is where we kind of get into that interesting situation with these young teams that start to overperform. And it's like, well, shit, we're, we might actually make the playoffs. And yeah. you kind of have to sit and you have to look at it and you have to go, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? And you got to yeah. buy into one or the other before it's too late. Cause you know, you want to either, you know, and but when I say this, like make the playoffs, I, I mean, go to the playoffs and get your asses kicked in the first round. And, yeah. but, you, but, but people need to realize, cause you know, people think, you know, Oh, well, if you're not going to be a contender, why do you even want to be in the playoffs? You should just always tank. And it's like, you guys, you gotta, these young guys gotta take their licks, move yeah. on, learn. Yeah. Like you guys think that like Michael Jordan, you know, like you don't think that those like grueling, like, ass kickings he got in those first round losses were you know something that motivated him and helped him go watch the last dance exactly yeah go see firsthand that that's what happened uh so again like i'm a big believer you know i think that you'll all your team will always develop better the more that you win uh you see it every year with these these guys like again look at devin booker like from uh the start of the playoffs to the end of the playoffs a totally different player nobody had him uh you know ranked as high as uh you know the the, they do like now like people were saying you know like wow he could be like a top five shooting guard uh he probably is still around that bubble but i don't think that before the playoffs you know he had that that cloud around his name so uh, i think that if i'm the Cavs, i'm going in i'm you know me if there's if there's a uh, you can't say you can't pass up offer for kevin love or colin sexton i mean sure that makes sense that's that's an extenuating circumstance but i mean you may as well play it out uh, yeah. see what you can do, see if these guys really have what it takes. And again, this is a good way to figure out who's a, who's a big dog, who's someone that's going to be able to build for the future. And again, you said, uh, you know, I said to yourself that it's, it's probably going to be, you know, Allen marketing or uh, Mobley, you know, figure out how they're going to make that work. And someone's eventually yeah. taken away from the other, they're going to be able to see, you know, is it going to be, you know, Allen not being able to stretch the floor? Is it going to be that Mobley's a little too skinny, uh, you know, to be playing the five and maybe he's going to end up having to always be out there at the four. Uh, yeah. or again, uh, yeah. what's probably more likely you know marketing's just not really that guy he's not that good and they're going to need to you know find a way to find an upgraded small forward but also make him a transition to the back uh the back end on the bench so uh, yeah. i mean uh, if you're the Cavs g like coach gm whoever is you know calling these shots do you think they should uh try and go for that playoff spot or would you rather see them you know make those trades sit back and then just start losing out uh you know kind of move away from the hot start they've had yeah well i mean i'm not i'm not hundred percent against, uh, you know, being strategic and, you know, aiming for the lottery when, you know, you're not going to really have a successful season, even when you, you know, you, you push, uh, and, you know, get the most out of your guys. And then it is like a tough first round exit, whatever. But in this situation and situations like this, when you have your generational guy, like you have the guy that, you know, you can believe in and maybe even too, like how well Garland is playing. He has impressed me so much and he's not getting as much shine obviously because of how well Mobley is doing, but, um, another guy who I, I think, uh, I, again, before the season started, I was like, what, what, what is this player even going to be? Um, but you know, when, when you have guys like that, now's the time to, you know, start building the team up slowly and it's going to take time. Like I always, uh, people always say like, Oh, we, we want our organization to be like the Spurs or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Well, then have the guts to be like the Spurs, who lost a hell of a lot uh, of heartbreakers, like in the playoffs, and you know, got deep in the play, you know, deep in the playoffs, and then, uh, you know, didn't wind up going to the finals. They obviously won a lot too, but they had the, you know, the guts and the courage just 
keep moving and keep tinkering with things. Uh, and, you know, even after they, they didn't have a successful season to their standards, just keep pushing on. And it's like, you're saying like the, you know, uh, continuity and um, sort of reps, especially for a young team helps down the line and it is motivation. And it, it does, you do see it pay off over time. Um, and if you just kind of try and play the game where you are either in your mind, like full out contenders, or you're, you're not going to try, uh, I think you just end up shooting yourself in the foot a lot of the time. So I definitely think this year they don't even have to make any moves. I don't care. Just like stand pat. I, I think, you know, if they can, uh, you know, av- avoid too many other injuries and, and keep playing the way they're playing, I think they will make the playoffs or the very least the play in. Um, and uh, it'll be good experience. And then, you know, you've, you've already got your, your, your centerpieces, your anchors. So like, don't waste your time down there in the lottery trying to get it. Cause you can wallow around down there. We've seen it with teams who have really high picks year after year and still don't get the guy they want. I mean, look at Philly yeah. right now. Like, look, look at, they, they obviously have Embiid, but he's, he's, been a very injury plagued player uh for throughout his career obviously you know he he's done more good than bad he's an incredible player but you get someone like ben simmons and how long did it take you know how many years tanking did it take to get that and then you have to factor in you know you're going to miss completely in the fucking uh lottery sometimes you're going to have your anthony bennett's uh even in the case of Philly, your Marco Fultz is your Nerlens Noels, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fuck around down in the lottery any more than uh, you, yeah, you have. Never to. a guarantee. No, and once once you get lucky and you have a guy, then you know get out of there, start developing him, get him you know get him in a winning environment as much as you can, and uh, I think that kind of snowballs. So yeah, I'd go for the playoffs for sure, and then uh, honestly, like as early as next year, trying to upgrade this team even yeah. more because you've got the trade trips and you've 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 got the young talent. Uh, that would benefit from, you know, better veterans through here and, you know, mid-level, mid-level guys. And yeah, the, the Cavs, wow. The Cavs are really, you know, I, I'm glad we're on the same page about like how kind yeah. of exciting they are and how we've kind of come to love them because uh, I didn't expect this. This really snuck up on me. Um, no, I, but, again, I, I had them fin- finishing very close to the bottom of the East. I, yeah. I had super low expectations. So yeah, really good for them. Uh, you know, and one of my theories, this is just a little, little thing, you know, maybe it's a little superficial, I think that people don't really like to talk or watch the Cavs because their jerseys and the court and everything is just so ugly. <laughs> like they are horrible. Man. Too much brown, man. Like, well, it's not even supposed to be a brown. It's like a bird. It's like a really, really ru- like rusty burgundy. I yeah, that. yeah, it is. Yeah. I think they call it wine. I don't know. I think that's <laughs> the shade. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't work at a paint store. Maybe I should. Uh, if I'm right about that one, but yeah, I, I they, they got to switch something up there. I mean, they used to have some fire jerseys back in the day. Uh, so uh, you yeah. know, we'll. we'll well, we'll, we'll, we'll pitch something to the creative team maybe soon and we'll, we'll get but back. Matt, how's this, how's this for a conspiracy? LeBron stacking the deck one final time for a move back to Cleveland. <laughs> hey, uh, why not? Know, right? He's got his guy. Imagine LeBron playing with Evan Mobley. Oh, Hey, LeBron so Mobley maybe, and yeah. Allen. And then he's got uh Garland and uh, I don't know. They, they wouldn't probably wouldn't be able to resign section, but they can put a curl there. I mean, better I, than the Lakers oh. right now, baby. I'd rather. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe the, the GM will just trade himself. Wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. Well, I'll see you later. I mean, uh, see, he's already done Space Jam. He doesn't need to be in LA anymore. He can go back home. You're so, right. You're uh, right. Yeah, that, that, that's whole experiment's done. Uh, you know, moving on, you know, we were talking a lot of positivity, you know. Positivity is always great, but uh, in life is a, a lot of negativity. Uh, and again, uh, we mentioned this off the top of the podcast, you know, uh, the, this team did just get a win. They ended their, uh, their huge six-game uh, losing streak uh, tonight, but you know, we, we went over this segment before cool con or cool collected, uh, or panicked. I think it was something like that. Flegel. I don't know. Uh, cool collected. No, cool. No, uh, 
Concerned. Concerned. Yeah, what am I saying? I wrote that. I like. I yeah. We make these things up, and we can't even remember them. Uh, it's the we're we're, we're top notch professionals here. Uh, but yeah, we 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 had said before that we were concerned about the Atlanta Hawks and their their start. Uh, but you know, me and Jordan were talking before the podcast. Even with this win, I'm ready to say I'm panicked for them. Yeah, because it's yeah. it shouldn't take you know Trey Young putting on these crazy performances. Uh, you know, scoring you know whatever uh, forty points, hitting uh, six seven threes a night. Cause he's not going to be able to do that. Uh, like, again, I've said before, he's a fantastic athletic player or a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, offensive player, but he's not an athletic player. So he's not able to, you know, he's, he's really got to rely on the shots to fall. And, you know, this season he's kind of started off slow, uh, which, you know, we, we all kind of, you know, figured he would eventually come back from, but Oh my goodness. Uh, it, for a team that will almost made a run to the finals. I don't know that they don't seem to have any chemistry uh built on that court i mean it looks ugly clink capella has definitely taken a big step back this year i feel yeah, yeah. Uh, from last year i think that that's a huge uh huge thing that's impacting them right now i'm not really sure if he's he's kind of tweaked on something right now if there's something wrong with him but he just has not been the same explosive giant force uh especially on the defensive end uh but uh, yeah at, at the end of the day i mean this is just everything that could be going wrong is going wrong for them uh it was just also right before we started recording uh you know deandre hunter a guy who i said coming into the season like it's a make or break for him like he needs to show that he wasn't a complete waste of a top five pick and yeah. now he's going to be out uh they're they're saying eight eight, eight plus weeks so uh, yeah 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 i'm i'm i don't know uh the the hawks we're, you're if you're a hawks fan you got to be praying that they're going to hit that play in seed as the 10th seed because right now <laughs> things are not looking great yeah well i mean obviously yeah trey young struggles uh hurt the whole team um but you know uh, another variation on the theme the sort of balanced attack thing uh isn't really working out for atlanta because they they've just got kind of I think they're juggling too many sort of personalities, not, not in the you know, actual like personality sense, but basketball personalities. Like yeah, you, yeah. it's hard to know who, uh, you know, to go to and, you know, how to get this, this, this offense going. And, and first of all, though, you know, offense isn't their biggest problem. They're 28th in the league in defensive rating right now. Their defense is just atrocious. And it wasn't uh, very good last year either. No, no, like that, that's, you know, one thing that was clear to see, even when they made that run in the playoffs, it was not because of their crazy solid lockdown defense. They just kind of had an offensive explosion and were able to hold their own on the other end. Um, and, you know, losing someone like Hunter, uh, you're losing 10 points uh, per game there, uh, nearly 11, but you're also losing uh, a, a pretty competent defender. Like that was one of the biggest reasons he went so high in that draft is, uh, you know, coming out of Virginia, he's a guy who is a really, really good uh, two-way player uh, and, you know, was projected to be that type of player in the NBA. And, um, you know, they're, they're losing one of their only, uh, you know, good two-way players that they have right now because uh, Trey Young, not a good defender. Uh, I don't even really think he has the capability to be a, a good defender. Uh, no offense to him. Uh, John Collins is decent, but uh, really kind of his athleticism makes it look better. He's a pretty yes, garbage sure. defender. He, I will say that. I think I think he gets lucky. He's pretty bad. hundred percent. Yeah, I was trying to be nice, but yeah, yeah. John Collins not not the best. And Clint, Clint Capella last year kind of covered up for that. But like you said, he's mm. taking kind of a step back just in his game overall. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on there with him. Um, someone like Bogdan Bogdanovich, not a great defender. Uh, and uh, someone like uh, Cam Reddish, who who's uh, playing well offensively for them for the most part. He's averaging 12 points per game, but uh, is, is not uh, a very, you know, I think he has that, uh, the, the athletic tools and physical tools to be a good defender, but right now he, he just isn't. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, you've got these guys who 
are kind of struggling to find the kind of the pecking order on offense. I feel like when I watch them, that's kind of what the, the sense that I get. And then on the other side of the ball, just letting people uh, score so easily on them. Uh, and, you know, what, a, a pickup that they made in the offseason, DeLon Wright, I thought would be a guy play, who would play really well next to uh, Trey Young, but they're not really p- playing him. He's only getting 11 minutes per game. And I think, yeah. you know, playing him a little bit more, yeah, you sacrifice some of your offensive firepower, but that's really not the, the biggest problem for them right now. Like before they even get to that whole, you know, who, who's going to be, you know, the first guy behind Trey Young, who's going to be taking the shots, before they even get to that, they need to shore up this defense. Um, and, you know, especially with Hunter out, someone like Wright could really help you there. because He's a, you know, a really fast, long uh, guard who can play next to Trey Young. Um, so maybe give that a shot. But, yeah, I, I don't know. There's just some not really – the pieces are just not fitting with Atlanta right now. No. Uh, and yeah, again, it's weird. Like, the, the, the defense we knew was going to be an issue coming into the year uh, yeah. because, again, they just don't have that build. I mean, they, they've drafted guys who should be good on defense, but just, yeah, haven't put it together. Still yeah. a lot, a lot of youth there. I mean, like, again, like a, yeah. a guy like Cam Reddish, who's only 22. Cause again, yeah. he frustrates me because he's like, he was such a, you know, hyped player in high school went to, you know, he was with uh, the Duke with uh, Zion and uh, RJ. And I, and again, he was a, he was a, a lottery pick. So, you know, you expect a lot from this guy, you know, yeah. he, since his rookie year, he has pretty much the exact same stats. He hasn't done any better. Uh, and he's playing the same uh, amount of minutes, uh, give or take a night. Uh, like I, 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 when you see a guy this young and he's playing consistent minutes, like again, like he's averaging about, uh, you know, over his uh, three years in the NBA now, or like, well, like over 20 minutes, uh, yeah. to not see literally any sort of, uh, you know, improvement has got to be, you know, really weighing on the heads of, uh, the, the next rather of some of these, uh, the, the front management for, uh, for the, for the Hawks. Cause yeah yeah you can't just keep drafting bust after bust after bust like it's right now it's looking like your best draft pick was kevin herter and even he yeah. would it took him a while to really get here and he's still just kind of a spot-up shooter uh yeah. and obviously you know aside from you know trey young i guess i should say you know that was a good hit but even then you traded away from luca to get him so yeah yeah really not a great pick uh yeah. if you're comparing it in that sense so uh i i really need i need to see some development from them i think that's really still my biggest uh gripe with the team that we need yeah. to see some development we need some help uh because again if not i mean before uh the playoff run again players who you know the once they have one good playoff run people really change their outlook on them and kind of you know and let's let's be honest overrate them john collins has a has a really good playoff run then he gets the big paycheck extension and now he's back <laughs> to just kind of doing the same crap he's always been doing uh, another guy yeah, who you know not that consistent like if he's gonna be the guy that the hawks envision him to be he he, he shouldn't be, he can't be averaging 16 points he's got to be averaging like mm-hmm. 20 points like he, he's gonna be that guy that sort of one one b to trey young he's got to do more offensively yeah. and uh and yeah yeah i think you're right his, his athleticism does cover up for his faults on defense he, he's not the strongest well he's shooting the ball you know uh efficiently because again he doesn't really he doesn't shoot the ball from uh from deep very often uh i mean he shoots right now he's shooting at 41 percent uh but i mean that's uh you know on, on three attempts per game so you know not horrible i mean he's stretching the floor well for them but besides that yeah. i mean uh, you know, he's taking the safe shots. He's not taking the shots that are, are huge for them. Again, you can tell that, you know, his, uh, his efficiency is there, but then like, only 16 points per game. Uh, so, you know, it makes me think that, you know, maybe he's not trying to risk it. I don't know, like, if it's, if it's you know, he's, he's just looking up for numero uno here. Yeah. Uh, but, like, this is his second, this is his second low season since his, uh, his rookie year. 
Uh, yeah. and, he's, and he's playing more minutes that are, he's playing all near his career high in minutes per game. Uh, so I'm, I'm really, uh, again, it's, uh, as you say, I mean, it's hard to find the exact thing that's wrong with them right now. Um, mm-hmm. maybe there's, maybe there's something that we don't know behind closed doors. That's kind of eating at some of these guys. Maybe someone's not vibing with somebody. Uh, I, I I'm not honestly sure. Uh, but again, it's, it's very odd to see teams that, you know, go so far and then just have this drop off because again, we're seeing, we, we saw, you know, the nets, they started slow. We saw with, uh, the Clippers, they started slow. The Suns, they started yeah. slow. A lot of these teams that, you know, are never now like, okay, they're, they're back to what they should be started off super slow, but really, you know, even then, you know, you, you could see these flashes. I haven't seen these flashes. Like, uh, yeah. I beat up yeah. on a team, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who again, you know, team that the, they, they've, you know, one, this was a revenge game for the Hawks. They needed to get, yeah. win. but two, I mean, yeah, we've, we've been talking about it for the last week or so. Uh, the, the Bucks are, you know, they've been dealing with some injuries. So, I mean, it's not really, you can't just sit here and be like, oh, well, they beat the Bucks, so they're probably good. Let's forget that they just lost six games to, and quite frankly, like to some teams that are not very good either. So, uh, if you're, if you're an Atlanta Hawks fan, I, I would, I would be hitting the panic button. I would be, you know, getting the bomb shelter ready, hide your wives, hide your kids and, uh, you well, know, Matt, I'm, bury I'm, your head under the sand. I'm telling you, uh, the, 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 the Hawks, they need to shore up their defense, right? The, they need that. They need, you know, someone to, to play along Trey Young. I'm not hearing this anywhere. I think I'm the creator of this rumor, uh, that, that only circulates in my head, but get Ben Simmons to Atlanta, baby. Yeah. Give up. Take John Collins and however many. Like, I if I was Daryl Morey, I would be more enticed by the Atlanta package that they could offer than almost any other one. You know, besides a big star, all of a sudden breaking free like Lillard or something. Because you could get Collins in there. You could get, uh, you know, players like Reddish or Hunter or someone like Bogdanovich who are all kind of young and could be really good additions. uh, You know, as shooters and offensive players to a team like Philly that doesn't have as many problems defensively. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, John Collins, depending on who you ask, depending on, you know, w- different people have different sort of ceilings uh, mm-hmm. envisioned for him, but he could be someone Daryl Morey considers a, a difference maker, especially if you throw in a few other guys in, in a trade like that. So um, I don't know. Uh, let, let's, uh, I, I would love to see something like that happen. You know, if the, right. if the Hawks uh, need to make a trade, uh, they should get down on the, sweeps, on the sweepstakes, baby. So to one up this exciting offer you're throwing down, I think the best way that it would work too, just to make it so much nicer, sweeten it up a little is that it would probably have to be a three team trade. I don't think that the Sixers would really want, you know, Tobias Harris and John Collins. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, we find some other uh, suitor in there, you know, maybe uh, again, like uh, a trailblazers, another team who's uh, struggling, trying to find, you know, it's maybe uh, something to kickstart their, their team, change it up a little bit. Uh, Tobias Harris would be interesting on the Blazers. Or just, you know, anybody, yeah, uh, there, there would be just some moves around. I mean, uh, it, it would be interesting to watch and see. So everyone, you know, keep a close eye on them. Because, yeah, I think that uh, at the end of the day, they're probably going to be sellers or uh, or at least, you know, just people who are trying to make active changes to some of these young guys. Because uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that at this point, they might as well just sell the stock and wipe their hands clean. Because I don't think anyone's going to blame them for uh, from walking away from some of these guys at this point. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but, yeah legal uh you know we, we've wrapped up uh, a lot of the intellectually sound part of our uh our podcast you know i think we've done a great job so far as always but mm-hmm. now it's time to really test your mental strengths uh in some monday trivia uh, oh, and, yeah. uh this time jordan i want to say i'm going to call this points palooza oh yeah oh yeah points palooza baby oh i thought you said points palooza 
No. Points for Urza. Let's go, baby. Because um, you, know, you, you, you've, you struggled that first week so badly. Because, because of that, I'm giving you uh, chances to just blow me out of the water. I think I'm only three out of ten right now. Uh, is this a, am I a charity case to you, man? No, yes, you are. Yes, very no, much. No, listen to me. Uh, so you, you have a chance to make if a lot of questions. If the question's too easy, man. I'm going to refuse to answer. I'm going to say next. No, no, no. Sure. That's fine. You don't, you, hey, but it, maybe, maybe we can do it. If you, uh, otherwise, we can restructure this and make it really hard for you. But uh, you'll, you'll see why you can uh, make a lot of points here. Uh, but you know, before we, uh, we get into the real bulk of points Palooza, uh, we're going to start off with my first question. Uh, so right now, currently uh, as of recording this again, this could all be changed by Monday morning. Uh, you know, when the standings finally like officially update and everything, uh, as far as I understand, it should stay the same. The Washington wizards sit first atop the, uh, the Eastern conference. Uh, I don't believe they've even been first in the East. If I, my research was correct, uh, at any point in time since November of 2007, but Flegel ah. in the total organization history. So that does go back all the way to, uh, you know, the Baltimore bullets days. Uh, yeah. When was the last time the Washington wizards finished first in the Eastern conference? Wait, but you didn't just give me the answer there accidentally. Did you the 2007 thing? Nope. That was the last time that they were like actively like, like right now they're in first place. The last time the they last ever time. were first place just at any point in time. Oh, it was 2007. 2007 November. But when did they finish? When, when did, did they, they finish? finish they won the East. Oh, at least they didn't win the East, I suppose. They were uh, – actually, I think that season they might have actually did – they did win the East. But what season did they – But uh, they just finished first in the Senate. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think that as the Wizards they were ever the number one seed. Actually, I know they weren't. No way that they were. Because I don't even think the Wizards, as called the Wizards, have even won 50 games. So so you said that includes when they're the Baltimore Bullets? Yep, yep. You can go all the way back. Or the Washington Bullets. Yep. I believe they are also um, like the the Barons or something. I think they were even a Chicago team originally. They, they, oh, they, Jesus the Christ. The Zyphers, I think, were the team. So, uh, yeah, they've, they've got a rich history, but not really a lot of success. <laughs> Okay, well, the Bullets, I don't think they would have been number one through even the 90s. I'm I'm even – I don't even think they were number one in the 80s. I'm going to take a stab in the dark. 1978. I'll give it to you. 1978-1979. That was the year after uh, they won the, the NBA championship as the uh, – Yeah, because the they won Bullets. Back. Uh, yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. that was uh, uh, Elvin Hayes was the yeah. uh, the superstar at that time. Uh, go get your uh, your learn it on if you don't know Elvin Hayes, a legend. Uh, yeah, great job, Flegel. Nice oh, job. Yeah. oh yeah, oh, that's a good way that. to deduce it. Uh, yeah. I'm happy you were able to get that one. That one I was, you know, I was like, you know, it's a, it's, it's older history, so sometimes it can be tough. Uh, so yeah. here's your first chance to really redeem on the point of Palooza. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, Paul George. You know, he's uh, he's leading the the Clippers right now actively in points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, and steals per game. But he doesn't lead them in blocks per game. That's where the Germaniac Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, <laughs> only, one, only one per game. But can you name the five players in NBA history who have finished the season leading their team in points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, steals per game, and blocks per game? It's happened five times in NBA history. God. 
And I'll give you a point. Or actually, no, because you didn't want the pity. I'll give you a half point for every one you can get. How does that sound? So you can get two and a half points on this one. But so do I have to? Oh, okay. So I'm, you gave me okay, so you gave me the number. It's five. So I'm gonna see you if can, I can guess five. five. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, this one's kind of. This one came to my mind first, just because he liked to do stuff like this. Wait, if I get one wrong, am I fucked? Then do nope, I have to? Nope. I'll let you get five guesses, but only. Oh, I get five five guesses. Okay, nice. Five guesses total. So okay. you got a lot of chance here. That's what I'm saying. It's points palooza, man. Did Did David Robinson do it? Nope, David Robinson never Fuck. did. That's okay. a good guess, though. I, I uh, that, that's a good guy. That's a good guy to think. Um. All right. Uh, easy one. Either way, did LeBron do it? LeBron did it. Okay. Um. There's a half point for you. Did Kevin Garnett do it? Kevin Garnett did do it. Yes. Okay. Um, At one point here, you got two points total now on the day. Okay. I'm doing good. Um, you have two more guesses. Who else? Who else? No, I get three. No, oh, no, you got one. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. My bad. My bad. I'm not yeah, the mascot. Okay. Um, oh, Christ. I don't know if. Oh, wait. Wait. Did Scottie Pippen do it the one season without Jordan? Scottie Pippen did. Oh, do it. yes, baby. Uh, one more guess. Um, oh, this one's tough. I don't know. I don't know who else would have done it. I'm thinking maybe Michael, but no, Larry Bird. Nope. But oh, another Celtic legend, Dave Collins. Oh, Dave, Dave Collins. Wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. I would not have guessed him. Yep. First player to ever do it. Uh, and Giannis Atetokounmpo, the last player to. Oh, play. how did I? Know? Oh my God! Yeah. Okay, well, I was I was overthinking that one. I didn't even come into my brain. All right, well, hey, not bad though. Happy. Not bad. You got one and a half points out of that. That's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. now you're sitting at two and a half points just on the day. So you're uh, you're already one. You're only a half point behind me now, and you got three more uh, three more under your belt uh, to go here. So uh, you're Love doing it. well. Uh, the next one up, you know, Ant Man. We were talking about him. Uh, you know, even though Wiggins had to shit on him. Uh, and crush his dreams like a little baby. Uh, but, uh, you know, Anthony Edwards uh, dropped a 40-point 40, uh, 40 game, 45 points, I believe he ended up finishing with. Uh, 48? But, yeah, he, he had an impressive performance there uh, earlier this week, or I guess last week now uh, as I'm recording this. Uh, but uh, there, so right now he sits with three 40-point or more games uh, yeah. before the age of 21. He's still 20, and he doesn't turn 21 until August. Okay. So, well, he, he's close to getting, you know, he could break the record. And I'll say the record right now before turning 21 is eight 40 point plus game performances. Yeah. So, yeah. And you name the three players. And again, I'll give you a half point for each one. You name one the three point. other players that currently sit higher than him uh, with uh, 40 point performances before turning 21. So there's three in front of him in history. Yeah. Um, LeBron? LeBron's one. He's number one. He had eight. Let's go. Um, Two more guesses. KD? Kevin Durant, of course. Yes. Another one. You got one last one. Luca? Luca Donkick. You got it, man. <laughs> you nailed it, man. Wow. You're on fire today. Woo. 
There you go. Now that's already oh, uh, so what, what are we at here. We at uh, for you at four points, I think. Now you are total for the season. I'm really helping you. I'm up on you. you. I'm up on you. Points of Palooza. You're one point up on me, and you still have two oh. points. Let's go. Oh, that's, uh, that's, cool, that's pretty well the end of uh, the points of Palooza. But, hey, what the uh, fuck? But I mean, uh, yeah, you still you 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 got to rain on it. I mean, maybe I'll give oh, you yeah, a right. bonus point on this one. No, no, don't worry, don't worry, don't make it too uh, easy. We, we were talking about the uh, the Milwaukee. No, see, you're hooked on points, Palooza. You were you were skeptical <laughs> on it. I, you gotta love it, man. I feel like I'm Johnny Carson or I'm uh, I'm Drew Carey or something. You know, man. I'm uh, I will I'm give here you to really help you, Steve Harvey, for God's sakes. The mustache. Yeah, it's the mustache, man. <laughs> Should have known. It's the mustache. And I and Bob Barker, Alex Trebek, name them all. I will give you a points of Palooza uh, next Monday too. To uh, oh yeah, I, I got to extend the, the courtesy to you as well. But go on, Matt. Let's get let's go. So, the next one up, uh, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks. As we said, lost tonight. They're now, uh, I believe, six and eight. Uh, but, you know, uh, before this, uh, you know, that so they're they're below five hundred. Not always typical of uh, you know defending NBA champions. Can you tell me the last time a defending NBA champion was under five hundred? after 14 games to start the regular season, like the Milwaukee Bucks right now, the last time it happened. And I'll give you a here. I'll throw in points to Palooza. If you can name what their record was at that 14 game. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I'll also give you uh, a a bonus point. Okay. We haven't, I'm immediately. I I'm thinking it was the 2011 Mavs. That's not my guess. Just let me think through it. And I'm not going to look at your face because I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to see your reaction to that, but um, poker face, don't cold man. I because I know the Mavs were one of the after 2011, they were one of the one of the few teams to not even make the playoffs the year after they've they won. But I'm trying to think if they would have had such a bad record. <sighs> I don't think any other team would have been that bad. I'm going with the Mavs, sir. You are unfortunately incorrect. Oh, you Last- gotta be. The last time crazy. a defending champion was under 500 to start the season after the first 14 games, the 2007 Miami Heat after they won it. Oh, shit. Dwayne Wade wow. and Jaquil O'Neal. Uh, and they started that year. Do you want to take a guess? No, no, I don't deserve the point anyway. But I'll oh, guess okay. just for fun. But sure. do not give me the point. Uh, well, 14 games? Um, Uh, Jesus, they let's say they they won five, and then whatever the fuck the rest is. I actually, I I, I actually don't know if it's four. I know that they were still under fourteen. Uh, they were under five hundred at the fourteen games mark. At thirteen oh. games, they were five and eight. So I can oh, tell hey. you, you were pretty much there. They might have won that fourteenth game, but let's say they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one if you don't. Uh, true, true. But I think at that point they were on like a five game losing skid. So uh, wow, I didn't know they were that bad after that season. Yeah, I, they, I wonder- they had a tough year. Um, yeah, I wonder but, if they still had Shaq or if he was not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think he's interesting. I don't know if he was still there. I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw, I he, left, he didn't now. stay in Miami all that long. No, uh, no. after the, the championship. Uh, uh, but yeah. So the last question I'm going to ask you, uh, and, the, and this one again, this could be an easy one for you. I mean, we were kind of talking about it a little bit earlier there. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant right now he's leading the league just barely in scoring, uh, yeah. with uh, close to 30 points per game. Can you tell me? the year that Kevin Durant won his first scoring title. Oh, fuck. It was, it was early on in his career. It was, uh, oh boy. Going to once again, go with my gut. 2008, 2009. 
Close. Wasn't that early? He led the league. Scoring. He's the youngest to ever do this still. 21 years, and I think it was like 197 days. 30 points per game, just edged out LeBron that year. Uh, Kevin Durant did it in 2010. Ah, I believe 2008 was his rookie year, so that would have been kind of crazy, man. Oh, yeah, was it? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, Back to earth with you, man. But, hey, points of Palooza. I would say it was a a rousing six points. I think you got four points today. Uh, uh, so clap it up for uh, Flegel wherever you are right now. I don't care. Everyone clap it up for Flegel. He deserves it. Uh, and this is just for fun uh, because I, I, when I was looking through some current day stats, you know, find some inspiration. Uh, I saw, do you know who's leading the league in three point percentage right now? Wait, I think, I think I do. I think I do. I heard it's the so name. It's so weird. <laughs> um, it's, uh, oh fuck. No, just tell me. Cause I'm not going to think of it. It's our former big dog of the month. Jonas Valanciunas, 57%. <laughs> he's leading the league. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's probably shooting one and a half per game, but I mean, I guess he's hitting them. So we might have to give him uh, that we might have to give him big dog of the month month again, two two in a row. Hey, if he's, uh, if he's shooter of the month, that. man. <laughs> quick, quick draw of the month. I don't know. We're, we'll have to figure something out for him, man. He's gonna. We have to give uh, Jonas uh, an award every month, and we'll figure out a different one each time. But figure out a way to do it. Uh, but. Yeah, Flegel, I'm really impressed with you, man. That was uh, that was right. fantastic. I, at one point, I was like, "Is this guy googling them?" But no. I, I, I was like, "I'm on. like, there's no way." But I, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. Thanks, thanks. Um, I will say though, Matt, the I think the question about the 40 point game thing, I think I like the and and the youngest thing, I think I saw a, like a it was a long time ago, but I think I saw some sort of like descriptor on that. And I was like, I think those are the three guys. So, uh, but I did not cheat in the moment. Hey, that's fine. I told you, I think that one of the, one of the first times we did this, that there was some, some kind of a stat that I, you used that I saw on a broadcast. Yeah. yeah. Watching. So it is what it is, man. It's all fair. As long as it stayed in your memory and it's going to be useless for pretty much the rest of your life, then uh, it's all good with me. It's true. Uh, yeah. But everybody, Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. We still want your uh, your input. We've been getting some really good uh, good takes, some good questions. Yeah, keep it coming. Uh, whether they're funny or not, I mean, just send them in. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, and again, you heard some of these trivia questions. Maybe some of these are too easy for you guys that are listening. Uh, you know, so send in some uh, some real stumpers for us, and we'll uh, we'll discuss see if we can land them. Uh, yeah. But uh, again, also follow us on all social medias at Big Dog Ball Talk Facebook twitter uh, instagram who knows maybe we'll be in the meta space sometime you can we'll we'll, we'll put on the <laughs> vr headsets and we'll all sit in our our, our kitchens together and we'll we'll hammer out a, a big dog ball talk podcast uh yeah. but everybody thank you so much once again this has been matt icorn with jordan flegel and as my friend jordan's always saying uh don't worry about it you do not need sunscreen i've always said that and you know that i tan so well so nice you don't tan well because but- i tan so well well, I, I look so good. And that's good. I'm glad for you. I don't know if that's 100% true, but I, I uh, 100% for people not, not wearing sunscreen. I never wear sunscreen, man. And I get out there and I love the sun. I soak it up. And well, uh, Why are you against sunscreen? Uh, against sunscreen because it ruins the whole experience. Like the, the smell, it just reminds me of, you know, when I was eating glass. Yeah, come on. Just get out. It's fine. Uh, like, I, th- I think people are, you know, t- a little too worried about what the sun's going to do to them. Who, who cares? Go live your life. Why are you, why are you it's, scared? It's just the sun. It's, it's like 100,000 miles away. Yeah. From that girl that oh, wrote that song playing the piano from downtown. She could yeah. even walk there. So, and who's, who's worried about it? I'm not. I mean, it's just the sun. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, on, on a totally unrelated note, 
next time I see you, uh, I'll be doing a strip search. You might need to look and see if you've got any moles that, uh, that are new. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, that's good. Safety first, but don't worry about the sunscreen. I'm telling you, you will be fine.